Let's get it. What's up? What's up, Bryce? How you doing, my guy? Hey, I'm good, man. Trying to get over this COVID, bro. Man, I, I hope you feel better. I don't love to hear that. I can't I can't say that, but hey, I'm I'm all good. <laughs> symptom free. Symptom free. Free right now. That's good news. That's good news. We have so much to get into today on today's pod. We're going to discuss the new developments in the Donovan Mitchell situation, which once again involves the New York Knicks. They are back in trade talks. We're going to give you everything you need to know there. But first, Bryce and I are going to predict the four teams from each conference that will be in the play-in tournament next year. So, Bryce, I'm going to let you kick this thing off with the teams from each conference in the 2022-2023 NBA season. So my four teams for East, I have the Cavs, the Hawks, and a surprising one with the Magic. Mm. And the Knicks. I I love that Magic thing, dude. That's that's fun as hell with Paulo and Co. Anthony and all those those like lottery guys that are down there. Markel Fultz is getting some love for possibly being the most improved player. That's going to be interesting, yeah. man. That Magic one's fun. That Magic. Yeah, I want to see Jalen Suggs. I want him to play good this year. Like, mm-hmm. hey, he had that good freshman year in Gonzaga. And last year he really didn't perform. I, I want to see him um do good in the NBA so he can get moved down to the G League for sure. That's a great point because Suggs needs to show up. He didn't have the best rookie season. Um, I I think this, I know this is like this early in his career. It could be a make or break year for him because if he has a season like he did last year, he's he's gonna be very close to being out of the league. And that's it's really dramatic to say, but and it's shocking, but it's just the truth. And high school, he was a four star. Um, safety and he played quarterback so hey maybe he should have stuck with football who knows i know i know it's crazy hopefully i'm not gonna write him off yet but hopefully he can help the magic you know get into the playing tournament that'd be a massive success for them um i got the cavaliers in mine as well at number seven i do have the cleveland cavaliers at eight i have the atlanta hawks once again Dejounte murray that trade did not do a ton for me i have a piece coming out later this week about um, the Hawks and if they're contenders or not. When I think of the East, I think of Milwaukee, I think of Boston, Miami, and uh, Philly thrown in there as well. So if you're not even a top four seed, I don't think the Hawks are contenders to me. At number nine, I do have the New York Knicks. Um, there's been a lot of shade thrown towards them giving Jalen Brunson the bag they did, but I think it will be enough to get into the play-in tournament and not a top six seed. Yeah. And at number 10, I got our team, the Detroit Pistons, bro. With Jalen Duran and uh, Jaden yeah. Ivey and Cade and all them. It's going to be fun, man. Yeah, I, I struggle between putting them and the Magic in there. Mm-hmm. Just because their team is a lot younger than the Magic. So I think the Magic, they might have the upper hand because of how long most of the players have been in the league. That's true, man. And I, I think the Magic, are they could be in the same tier as Detroit this year everybody's yeah. super, super high in Detroit, but it's been a long time since the Pistons had even close to a winning season. You'd have to go back to Andre Drummond and them squeaking in as an eight seed and getting swept in the first round. So it's Detroit. They're going to be like Coop and I talked about earlier this week. They're going to be one of my league pass teams for sure. And I think you can throw the magic in there as well. Yeah. Let's move to the Western conference real quick. Give me your Western conference play in team seven to 10. So I have for number seven, I have Blazers. For eight, I have the T Wolves. Then I have the Grizzlies or the Pelicans. This is I know this is gonna be controversial. And I know next episode Coop's gonna be like, well, I don't know what Bryce is talking <laughs> about. But the triple the trip J losses mm-hmm. are gonna be big. Just 
the only reason I put them there is because because of his um injury, and I don't know how long he's going to be out and how he's going to look when he comes back. But them are the Pelicans. Then my last one, I have the Jazz. Just well, since the Donovan Mitchell trade thing popped up this morning, I don't know. Maybe it might not be the Jazz. They might be a uh, shooting for the first overall pick, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think that's a great point. If they have Donovan Mitchell, I could definitely see them in a plan. But if not, like you said, they're going to be shooting for the lottery for sure. Um, my Western Conference teams at number seven is the New Orleans Pelicans. I think with CJ and Zion and B.I., you got to give them love. They, they're they borderline a top six team in the West. But I just don't think they're going to be able to defend anybody with Jonas Valanciunas as your center, Devontae Graham as your one. We'll see what happens there at eight. Bryce, I have your Los Angeles Lakers at number eight. I think LeBron James is another fantastic year. I think Russell Westbrook figures it out a little bit, but not enough. And I think AD, I think he has sort of a bounce back here. But my problem is not those three players. It's not even Russell Westbrook. It's the rest of the roster. I think it is just shit, in my opinion. When you have Wynn and Gabriel, you're talking about in your starting lineup, Austin Reeves and Lord knows whoever else. When you're excited about – you know, a role player for a San Antonio team that was a nine seed and Lonnie Walker, you're excited about that. I just can't get, I can't get behind LA right now, but they're going to be better than they were last year. They're going to be an eight seed, in my opinion. At number nine, I got the Trailblazers like you have. And at number 10, I got Chet Holmgren, Shea Gildress, and Josh Giddey in the Oklahoma City. Hey, I thought about putting them. I thought about putting them, but I was like, hey, that team is way too young. I don't. They are. Yeah, I don't see them actually making it up there. At least because the Grizzlies, they had a young team last year, but they had some vets. They had like some good vets actually with Steven mm-hmm. Adams, mm-hmm. and he have an older ver- older um Trip J. Mm-hmm. So hey, and y'all had that amazing amazing bench y'all had too. Also, yeah, that's true. That's that's a questionable thing about the Thunder, right? I think resigning Luke Quinn's door was big for them because he's a he's a great defender, but. When it comes to their bench, I just don't know with the whole – I can't remember if they re-signed Kendrick Williams or not or whoever the hell else is there. But, yeah, their bench is going to be a problem. I think Chet and Shea and Giddy, I think they all have a great year, though. So, that, I think that is enough for a 10 seed. I'm not saying they're going to be a winning team. But if you're, you know, 5, 10 games under 500, you can still get that 10 seed in the play-in tournament. Yeah, I'll, hey, hopefully my boy Jalen Williams, you know, that Arkansas guy, can get on, he can get on the roster and play on the bench for sure. Exactly, exactly. Well, Bryce, I know you have some fun questions following up this this play-in question, but give me the, some all-time team matchups that we can talk about. So I know last week we had a pretty – I had some good questions that were pretty controversial on the TikTok and on in the comments. So this one is going to be real controversial because honestly, for my pick for this one, it's not going to be the same for most people. Mm -hmm. So my first team is, would you pick the dream team or the 2012 Olympic team on a matchup against each other? This is hard as hell because the dream team, I mean, they got their name because of what they did in the 2012 team. I remember playing 2K when I was 12 years old and like, oh my God, like LeBron, Kobe, Melo, all those guys. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm just going to go the the OG route. I, I think I know where you're taking this. I'm going to take the old route. I'm taking Jordan. I'm taking Bird and Magic and all them boys. So uh, tell right. me who you're taking. Well, I have to take the 2012 team just because the dream team, a lot of those guys were old and past their prime. Like 
your boy Magic and um, Larry Bird. Magic just came back. Like, he just got permission back from the NBA and mm-hmm. all, of, all of basketball to play after he announced that he had HIV. Mm-hmm. And Larry Bird, he had, like, serious back problems. This man had to have a towel on his back. He had to lay down, chest first on the ground. Like, hey, he had some problems. And just that that team, that 2012 team, like, if you look from the point guard all the way down to the bench where you have rookie AD, well, not even rookie AD, he's fresh out of college, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. I'm putting Anthony Davis over Christian Leitner any day of my life. Mm-hmm. And you have most of those guys, top names for 2012 team, are in their prime. Kobe. He's he's I give you that he's falling off. He's he's starting to go down, but he's like two years away from he two years removed from winning a championship. And you have Heat, Dwayne Wade, and you have Heat, Chris Bodge, and Heat, LeBron James. I'm just saying that 2012 team is is disgusting. And I honestly I would take them as game seven, and I feel like maybe an overtime game in a series for sure. I hear that too, because Kobe. I mean, he was still winning championships two years prior to that. LeBron was in the middle of his Miami run, so he was in his prime. Melo was playing for the Knicks in the middle of his prime, like that. That was a very, very good team, man. Like I, I can't, I can't argue with you there. So yeah, those are two. I mean, those are two all timers. They're the, they're those stamps of USA basketball. Both those teams for sure. Yeah. All right, my second one. You taking a ninety six, ninety seven Bulls. Or the 2017-2018 Warriors. Mm. Mm. I'm going. I'm going the Warriors. I, yeah. I, I'm. I know I'm going against the greatest of all time in Michael Jordan, but Steph Curry with Kevin Durant in his prime, with Klay Thompson, with Draymond Green. I think. I think the 17 and 18 Warriors were the greatest team ever assembled, and. Yeah. I will forever stand on that. You got three different guys that could go for 60 any night. I think that and, – and the underrated thing about that Warriors team is that they defended really, really well too. They weren't just a team that could put hang up 130 on you. They could hold you to under 90 points as well. I think I'm taking the Warriors in that one. Who are you taking, bro? I'm going to have to agree with you, man. Um, the bench, the Warriors, their whole like – the first beginning of their dynasty, that mm-hmm. bench was lethal. Like literally, they won most of their games because of their people coming off the bench were able to score. Mm-hmm. And yeah, think about it. The Bulls bench, they had they had a good bench, but like Steve Kerr's not going to cut it against the Warriors bench. The Warriors have length and athleticism on that bench. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And what you got two MVPs on one team with and the other team, you have one MVP. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm just saying, Clay Thompson. He, I wouldn't say he could shut down Michael Jordan, but he, he he's gonna hold his own. He's all right, own. all right, all right. I ain't here. No, all right, all right. No, 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 no. I'm not. I, I gotta go show some love to the Bulls now. All right, we don't want too far with this. And Clay you're, Thompson, you're back on arguing like, hey, don't let Br- this Bryce got back on your pod again. Hey, hey, no, ain't no worries about it. No, I'm here for all the controversy. But Clay Thompson shut down MJ. I don't no, know he's not shutting him down. I say he, he's gonna hold his own. He's gonna- he, he can hold his own. Yeah. I mean, MJ averaged in the in the 30s for his career, which is crazy. But we're just with the Bulls, they did win 72 games. Dennis Rodman was there, and he, it, that 
that team pretty much saved his career and really established his legacy even more, winning three titles with MJ. Pippen was in the middle of his prime as well. You had Steve Kerr, the coach of that Golden State team there. So, yeah, I mean, the Bulls, that, that's why I took such a long pause. That was Those are two really good teams as well. These are, these are some good questions, Bryce, man. This, this is good. Hey, do you think that um, Dennis Rodman and Draymond are going to last it through the series without getting suspended? It wouldn't last in the first quarter, bro. <laughs> That's a great question. No, they ain't, they ain't lasting to the first quarter. My God, can you imagine them two on the same court? It's crazy. Yeah, that, no, that would just be funny. Bad. All right, I got one more, my last one for this one. Bad. So these are two teams that uh, basically started watching basketball. Not really, I was just born. And one team that I just did not like, just because I didn't like this Heat team. So the 2000-2001 Lakers – in the 2012-2013 Heat, who are you picking? I'm honestly – I'm going to go the the Lakers because I know that – I know that Miami, they were – you know, had the big three, but they did lose to the Spurs. I, I understand the Lakers, it kind of fell apart later, but the 2000-2001 Lakers are a, just a different animal. People forget how good Shaquille O'Neal was just because how, how fucking goofy he is on TV, but he is like the most dominant big man ever to play this game. And at the same time, you have Kobe Bryant on the, on the same team as him. So I think, yeah, you got Kobe Bean, you got the shirt on and everything right now, bro. So it's, I got to take the Lakers. Who are you taking? And you already know who I'm taking, man. <laughs> I had to take the Lakers. You got Big Shot Bob yes, coming man. off the bench, man. You got Tyron Lou. Mm-hmm. Hey, the the bench is everything, really, honestly. Right. And I don't think the Heat didn't have anyone that guard Shaq down low. Like, no. Yeah, like nobody. Chris Bosh yeah, would have no shot. Him oh, and Udonis Haslam would have no shot. <laughs> and I would love to see um Young Cove versus – well, that's basically prime D, D Wade. And um, I forgot who was the three. I think Rick Fox might have been a three. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I think I think it was I think it was Rick Fox. Because honestly, I was trying to think of that too, because I think it was Rick Fox. Cause I know Tyron Lou was there because I just remember him getting stepped over by AI. I will never forget yeah, that for the rest but of my life. I don't think he was I don't think Tyron was the starter. I think Derek Fisher was. Yeah, yeah, Derek Fisher was. Derek Fisher was there forever, bro. He was there even in Kobe's, like, post-Shaq championships. I remember bald Derek Fisher. <laughs> well, yeah, he um he left and came back. Hey, oh, that yeah. man's from, hey, he's from Little Rock. He's from my hometown, man. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Shout out Derek Fisher, man. Shout out Derek Fisher. But so let's move into some interesting comments that uh, Brandon Jennings had about the league as a whole. Bryce, I'm going to let you tell this one. All right, so Brandon Jennings, he was on he was on Twitter and he was talking about how the NBA has turned into a players league where players they can choose if they want to sit rest like with no consequences. So how do you feel about that? I I think that this is getting like the scuttlebutt right now because I understand where uh Brandon Jennings is coming from with this because of the whole Brooklyn situation. I was telling my dad the other day this is a prime example of what happens you know, when you hand the keys to a franchise of a, like, you cannot let a player run a franchise. Like 
I think it was to you. I said, like, you don't have guys coming down from the front office in suits, lacing up in basketball shorts, trying to teach the guys how to play basketball. Like, you cannot teach a general manager how to run a team. You can't run a team for the GM or the owner, whoever's in charge there. But I think he has a very, very valid point when it comes to resting. I think it's a fine line there because guys, they're smarter about their bodies now. At the same time, you have people like Kawhi Leonard that just go way overboard with that shit. So I think... I think you could go either way on it. Um, I think it's gotten ridiculous, and I think the owners need to take into account and really take advantage of the players' association with these guaranteed contracts, and then you went to leave in 10 months. I think that's the more ridiculous part of it, not so much the resting right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on. I'm actually on both sides. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you're, you're the face of this um, franchise, so I see you think you have a shot at winning a championship. You want to take – a little load off you, but sometimes they overdo it. Like Ben Simmons last year, like, mm. come on, man, you are getting $100 million. Uh, you have a $100 million contract and you don't want to play. That's ridiculous. Then, mm. then you get traded, you get what you want. And guess what? Hey, I don't want to play in the, um, play in the playoffs just because I don't think I'm feeling well. All right, man. Yeah. They say you're fine all season and you just sit out for the playoffs. When when the team you get traded to needs you and they end up getting swept, and now guess what? You're gonna be you might be on the team by yourself next year. So mm-hmm. hey, I'm just saying both ways. I see both ways, but sometimes it gets ridiculous for sure. I, I completely agree, man. That's that's how I am because the same time, like the players are the ones who put asses in seats and it, therefore people are able to make money from that and from the TV money. But at the same time, it's just gone way, way too far in my opinion with, with, especially with this Kevin Durant stuff, man, I used to be his biggest fan and now it's just, it's hard to even root for him. So, I mean, it is what it is, but let's, let's touch on this Donovan Mitchell stuff. Now, um, apparently after weeks of silence between the Utah jazz and the New York Knicks, they are back in trade talks. Um, we have you and I have illustrated multiple times that we think Miami's the best fit for him, but New York has the weapon and ammo to trade for him with, I believe, eight first rounders they have available and the myriad of young players and IQ and um, Quentin Grimes and all those guys. And what, God, what's that kids from Dayton's name? Obi Toppin as well. Yeah. So um, I, what, how do you view this? Do you think a trade's going to eventually happen? Um, hey, what all you said, why not like the jazz hey why not just do a rebuild exactly i I agree i think go ahead both teams are getting like a good package for you're you're getting an all-star um i don't know has he made all nba team i think he i think he did i think he has because they were there i think they were a one seed a couple years back so i think i think he's made an all nba team or two you're you're getting the top guy basically Mm -hmm. and and you plus you just got Jalen Bronson. If you want to start him or bring him off the bench, it's fine. But like, hey man, I'm I'm all down for the trade. You know, I've been on the Knicks head ever since I started this podcast. Hell yeah, hell yeah. We that's the one thing we're previewing the Atlantic Division a couple of weeks ago, Coop and I. And I was he he was ragging on the Knicks too, and I was a little bit. But at the same time, I was like, the one bright spot of this entire offseason for them is I haven't hated it. And they've set themselves up to make a big swing, even though there was nothing there for the longest. Now there is, but Donovan Mitchell. So 
Danny Ainge is going to get what he wants for uh, Utah. He's going to get a shit ton of first round picks, just like he did for Minnesota. But I think it's going to take a lot. It, will it be worth it? I don't know. I think it will be because if you're the Knicks, you're desperate right now, and I think you should be. Yeah. But I, I, that's how I feel. I don't think there's any shot that he goes to Miami anymore, unfortunately, which would be really sad. But then again, Pat Riley's done crazier things. So yeah, man. that's my thing. Uh, I asked Trey this yesterday, but what is I, – I can't remember if I've asked you or not, so I apologize if I did. But what's the first number that comes to mind as a win total for the L.A. Lakers? Because you're obviously a Lakers fan. Oh, this is – kind of hard man um i see if if we're healthy i can see uh high 40s maybe mid 50s Ooh, yeah okay okay yeah uh i think because you watch i think trey had said he had like 40 to 45 i was in, in like the same range yeah i think they'll be a little bit better in 500 but understandably dude if i was a lakers fan i'd be saying the same thing so i do not blame you one bit i could if you got lebron james anthony davis and and if they're healthy it's anything can happen man that's exactly how i feel man i think i think lebron wins a scoring title this year too yeah i think it's gonna be him or john moran i'm passes on kareem too yeah that's you should be able to that's gonna be a big deal that's something to really mark your calendars about i'm really excited about that bro um, I did see that they the Lakers play on opening night as well. We talked about the Christmas ones yesterday, but who do they play on opening night? Is it the Warriors? Yeah, they play the Warriors. Who you got? <laughs> I gotta go with the Warriors just because it's hey, a ring it's, night. Yeah, it's yeah, ring yeah, that too and hey new team. We have a new team, like I can't believe anything about it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't count the Lakers out though. I could see LeBron coming out having a lot to prove. Same with the Russ. New yeah. coach Darvin Ham just being fired up on the first night. Warriors being distracted from celebrating their championships still. So you never know. Weird shit happens on ring night, I feel like. So yeah. I feel like the Lakers could win. But that's definitely going to be interesting. Who you got on Christmas? Le- LeBron versus Luka. Oh, um, dang. Where is that? Is that here or is that – um? I think it's – I think it's – I think it's in Dallas. Yeah, it's in Dallas. Hey, hey, I don't, hey Jack, you, you should go to it, bro. As a Lakers fan, you got to it. Um, honestly, I think we have it figured out by then. And hey, LeBron ball always balls out on Christmas, so I'm gonna have to go with my team and the Lakers, bro. Yeah, that's how I feel too. LeBron, LeBron's gonna bring it on Christmas. Ever since I did that top five like Western Conference team, you and I did that last week or the week before, I've kind of fell off on Dallas. Yeah, honestly, since I work with Dallas fans, I hear like hear their perspective on the team and one of my co-workers he does not like Luca. he thinks he dribbles the clock out way mm-hmm. too much and he takes his time too much and I feel like it's because his he's not in shape Mm-mm. he to get in shape you're exactly right bro because that's cost him I think two MVPs really if he comes in in shape because the second half of the season, he's the best player in the league, but he just never comes in in shape. If he does that this year, he has playing been playing overseas. Maybe he can. But, yeah, I agree. They're the slowest team in the NBA because of him. Like, they're they're terrible in transition. But they're excellent in the half court. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. The Christian Wood thing has kind of – it's like – Yeah, yeah but, that's, that's a hater this year for sure. Yeah. I, I just – 
and the Jalen Brunson, it's like starting to hit me that like they've lost him. So I can really see them not having the best season. But who knows? You got Luke on your team. Anything's possible. So yeah. But all right, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? Um, well, we we're talking about um hey, your boy Bronny, he put on a show yes. like, like yesterday. Yes, tell us about <laughs> it. I, I wasn't able to watch it. I saw you texting me about it though. Tell us about it. Yeah, I was watching it and so they're in Paris. Well, they're doing their overseas um little exhibitions and they're in pairs yesterday and the coach wants the entire team to play like he's he set out that the entire team's playing no matter who you are so the, i'm pretty sure they lost both of the games because of that but he he plays three quarters and yesterday he had 23 he was balling ain't gonna lie around the rim finishing oh my gosh well you saw i'm pretty sure you saw the dunk highlight he had Mm-hmm. It was disgusting coming down the court, coast to coast, mm-hmm. getting the guy off balance and just right hand on the left side, which is crazy. He does a right hand dunk on the left side and the guy's right behind him. He just jams it and goes into the back of the court. But, hey, that man, he he's he looks like he's him right now. Hit me Neutron. He is. <laughs> he is. It's fun watching Bronny, man. I, I want that kid to do well just because, like, I know he's going to have – an immense amount of pressure because who his dad is. But I feel like he's kind of built a name for himself with this whole streaming and gaming community. And I think he's really – that for a teenager, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Looking back at who I was, 14, 15, 16, I would not be able to handle the kind of pressure and attention that he has. And I feel like he's handled it really well. Yeah. And and he's played – I mean, he's a good basketball player too. And, like, yeah. yesterday shows that. He's not only good, he's great. And I think – Three, three and three quarters is – yeah, that's especially in high school, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's one of, he's one of the best players in the country, and he's earned that, not because of his last name either. That's what I like about Bronny, man. But, yeah, I think – I think that's – I think that's about everything. I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else you texted me because I completely forgot about that Bronny thing. Oh, yeah, I've been texting you a lot of stuff, so – if we don't hit on it this time, we can't on next time. Yeah, we can always. It's the off season, bro. Bryce, please keep me updated about the whole COVID thing. Hopefully, everything gets better. I'm glad you don't have any symptoms, though, dog. Yeah, I'm good, man. Last time I had it, it was worse. I heard. So, I heard, I'm man. fine. All right, bro. I hope you have a fantastic night, my friend. Yeah, hey, I will. You too, man. <laughs>